Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, everyone. Uh, did you meditate when you woke up this morning? I actually did not, but I normally uh, do meditate. So what's your meditation routine? I do um, 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, uh, usually as soon as I get up, you know, somewhere between like what do you like do? five and six. What do you, act- what do you actually do? And, and what do you mean? Oh, you mean what? how do I meditate? Yes. Uh, I sit quietly. Uh, I cross my legs. Uh, and um, I just breathe. I, br- I concentrate on my breath through the nose, out through the mouth. I just concentrate on breathing. And then I... In through the nose. Out, out, through, the out through the mouth. Okay. And then I yep. 
um, I observe my thoughts as like I'm watching clouds over the sky is the best way I can explain it. I can't, you can't really stop your thoughts, but I, obs- right. I observe my thoughts and there occasionally I'll get into a very deep meditative state where, uh, time, I don't say time ceases to exist, but it just, it could be one second could feel like a minute and, you know, five minutes could feel like three seconds. This is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, I was listening to something on YouTube. It was about, you know, positive thinking, that kind of thing. And the guy essentially said the same thing. He was like, you know, you can't, you have to like, we don't always need to be engaged and entertained and reading and all that. If you, it takes practice. Like if you shut everything off, you know, you may last two or three minutes to begin with, but it's like anything else. It takes practice. No, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. And most people don't meditate because it, it it's, it's just flat out difficult. You don't see benefits for months. Um, sometimes years, it doesn't always go smoothly. It's very, very hard. And, you know, you're, you're basically assigning yourself to the fact that you're going to sit down and you're not going to be entertained. You're just going to sit quietly and just kind of be with your thoughts. And for some people that's terrifying. Like I'll have thoughts come (laughs) up in like meditation where I'm like, good God. Like what, <laughs> what? You're a monster. You're just a I, sick human being. Go see a therapist. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> no, they're the type of thoughts I would never even tell a therapist. I wouldn't say. Anything. Oh God, like, God. I, I'm, I'm not even. I wouldn't even. I'm not going to even announce them on the podcast. I mean, they're horrific. No, 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 no. Not only would I, I'd never say them on the podcast. I would never tell them in the confidence of a confessional or to a therapist <laughs> right. I, mean, I just i just keep them deep down baby. i could be i could be locked up down. for some of those thoughts but it does yeah. it does help with uh staying focused and calm throughout the rest of the day and then i usually end the day with a 10 minutes so it's so it's 20 minutes a day and you know it's like meditation you can you could do a sitting meditation. You can do a walking meditation. You could just, you know, when you're stressed out, just take five or six very, very deep breaths. It's it's all about the, like, focusing on the breath. And there's also, like, what is it, uh, Transcendental Meditation, TM, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where, which is ridiculous. You pay someone, like, two or three grand, and they come up with your mantra word. So you would like, say your mantra word is egg. I don't know what the hell. And you just repeat that to yourself and you pay someone like three grand for that. Well, we here at the working experience would only charge like $500 or something like Five, that. 500 bucks and we'll give yeah. you a word. Yeah. Monkey give balls. It to you right on the spot. Monkey. I look at him like, all right, Stacy, I think monkey balls. Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> Moving on. Moving See, we're on. We're kind of into the mass-produced meditation here. Get it going. Get it going. But I do. Re- I do recommend it. It's. It's. It is. Yeah. And you can also do it. You know, you can meditate uh, when you run, when you walk, when you work out. You just want to be 
you know, you don't want to be like listening to music or like this podcast. God, that would throw you out of the meditative state within half oh, a second. Jesus. Yeah, I know. What, what's um, your What's your yeah. routine? I don't. I don't really have the sit down thing. I mean, I'll go to you know, I'll take a walk, something like that. Uh, oftentimes at work, I will sit there. It's kind of funny. I'll get chided sometimes, but because there's always people walking. By so, my like right in the middle of the class, Mister Kerr goes into a meditative state. Just all right, kids. <laughs> Mister Kerr well, needs about thirty minutes of pure silence. You stand yeah. up, your eyes roll back, you get in the lotus position. Well, you know, it's funny. Like people do. Uh, and I do it obviously when kids are in the classroom or anything. But you know, I've prep periods when people aren't there but it's like you know what are you doing i'm like i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking <laughs> you know like i i do find that sometimes my mind is racing and i'm not really getting stuff done like i'm trying to plan for a class and it shouldn't be that hard you know like okay we're going to read these we're going to focus on these five pages in the book here are the questions i'm going to ask but it's it gets so away from me, and I'm like, I gotta just like stop, like slow down, like just sit, and I forget to do it, and it's right. like more and more stress. But it's hard, like your mind is racing, and you just sometimes got to sit there and and stop and be like, okay, I'm not going to do anything for five minutes. I'm going to think. I'm just going to sit here and think about what I need to do or think about whatever. What I really enjoy, and this isn't really meditation, I know, but I finally latched on to these yellow legal pads. And I like sitting there, because, you know, like for the podcast. Do doodling. We, we both have a million ideas. And I feel like, ah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll look at something that I wrote down like three months ago. And I'm like, we never got to that. That was a good idea. We should have done that. Teaching, same thing. Trying to write these short scripts, same thing. So it's like, if I sit down with a yellow legal pad and a pen and nothing else and just, you know, write down ideas like this, that, then you got to like transfer those ideas to a, you know, a typed document or whatever. But I remember Robert Caro, Robert Caro wrote uh, the Lyndon Johnson series and he's right. He's working on the fifth book. These are massive tombs. He also wrote the power broker uh, by about Robert Moses. And he said he writes longhand because it slows him down. He's like, typing is like, you know, you, he's like, my brain starts going too fast. So, like, sitting down and writing, you know, longhand, it just kind of slows, you know, slows things down. And you think about them more. De it takes longer, but it should. And, you know, he realized... You don't have to pump these books out, you know, one a year. I mean, it, it takes them years to write these things. Yeah, so I try I, to do that or... Sorry, I or thought I just you sit were and, done. I Keep just going. sit and think. You know, I, I just sit and think or I, I run, I, I walk, you know. Sometimes you just got to shut everything... Like, take the earphones out, you know, put the phone down, obviously. They keep telling everybody that, but everybody's on their phones. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just like... Yeah, put, put the remote down. I, I do... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I similar, but I don't do yellow legal pads. I do uh, like a moleskin book where I write, I jot yeah. ideas down, uh, and and I find that my best ideas, ninety nine point nine nine percent are crap, but my best ideas come when I'm doing nothing. That's the key. 
Like I could, an idea could pop up in meditation, could pop up on a run, on a walk, in the shower, but in there is never a good idea will come when I'm super busy or when I'm distracted with multiple inputs. You just have to be quiet and still. Well, and I, I have found that you really have to let your subconscious work on it. Like you might have yes. an idea for something and you can't really develop it like scripts. Like I get stuck on like this latest one I've been writing. I was so stuck on like how to get this thing done. And it's like, if you, if you try to force it, it's not going to work. And then all of a sudden on this happened to me last night on another piece. I'm trying to write. I got up to, you know, use the bathroom. It's like two o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden this thing just popped into my head. So I keep a pad in my bedroom and I just same, same with me. I keep a, I keep a pad right next to like my night table because the same thing I'll wake up and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll remember that in the morning. Nope. It's gone. So I'll write it down. No, but you know, it's funny if it's a worthwhile idea, oftentimes it'll crop back up like a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later. Maybe, but, but I I don't want to take the chance to to lose it, it, lose it in the ether. I was talking about, um, good ideas the calm app just came out with a four thousand i'm sorry is it four thousand one hundred and something dollar meditation booth that you can purchase well i just i was just gonna say i'm throwing all of this out that we were just talking about and i'm buying this yeah i what (laughs) i would suggest if you haven't meditated before do not do anything buy the booth Yep. Get it installed and then never use it. You know what I like about it? Well, first of all, I love how it costs $4,195 for essentially what used to be a phone booth. I believe it. I think the, um, yes, this is a refurbished phone booth. You could easily build this yourself. Easy. This would not be difficult. Even if you have no experience with tools you you could easily build this yourself i'm saying you know even if it i don't know if it's soundproof but i'm saying that you could go to home depot watch a youtube video and build this probably for a couple of hundred dollars right would that be a fair uh, it is soundproof uh it says the soundproofing material is made from 1088 recycled plastic bottles so i'm just going to start collecting plastic bottles as a a jumping off point to do this i mean these things are just like oh my god are you kidding me four thousand dollars and it has frosted glass there's a guy sitting there in front of like what is that a little desk or something yeah it's just you know it's this it's this whole trend that you have to buy something to get something accomplished, like perfect example, you want to um, you want to get into shape. You want to lose a couple of lbs. You know you're you're hitting those chips and ding dongs late at night. You know you want to lose a couple of pounds. So you go to a you go to a gym, buy a gym membership, and you never go. Right? You go buy the shake weight. What's that weight that it's like shakes and it weights? Whatever it is, I don't know. Atkins, they're they're doing Atkins again now. Yeah, you you get Weight Watchers, Atkins. All right, this is what you have to do. You have to stop eating like an idiot, right? No. Number one. And the number two, you don't need a gym. You can just go out and run. 
Another thing you could no. do is you could do push-ups. You could do air squats. You could do no, burpees. Is, you need you absolutely I, nothing. The only thing you need is the working experience weight loss pill. That Actually, that is the only thing you need. I totally uh, diverge with you on this. I am not going to stop eating ding-dongs at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm not going to stop eating chips with extra guacamole or pizza or, or denying myself anything. I'm not going to deny myself anything, and I'm certainly not going to put any effort into it. What I am going to do is drop $2,500 on a Peloton machine. That's what I'm yes, going to do. Yes, that's what you like that. And then maybe you can pay someone to um, actually do the Peloton workouts. There's the screen thing, right? Yeah, then you can the, get the yeah. badges, right. whatever you get. Like if you pay, you'd be like, listen, <laughs> I need you to come in. I'm like, I got to get 100 classes in 30 days. I'm sure as shit not going to do it, but I want yeah. you to do it. So that right. I'm like top of the class. Well, what'll happen is um, I'll use the Peloton thing probably five times and then it'll become a place where I hang my clothes. And so it'll be good for that. And then I'm going to complain about why I'm not losing weight. I don't understand this. Mm, what, I mean, what is it? It's like, I think it's like three grand and then like 60 bucks a month, right? I think you pay for those like virtual classes. Is that how it works on the screen? It's just, it's just, this is all, just all garbage. And by the way, Peloton's doing gangbusters. But here, here's the other thing with the, with the Calm app, with their 4K meditation booth. You categorically do not need this. No, no, you, you don't need it at all. I mean, I mean, I'm actually surprised that they could sell this. Like, who is buying I this? I know it's shocking. Probably companies who want to seem like they're interested in their the wellness of their employees that kind of thing i would think i mean i can't see an individual person buying this for their home I yeah mean, maybe ridiculous. maybe that that might make a little bit more sense is your company it's like i guess where you're going to meditate you know at work and you got this this combo though i'm sure you know, good old Roger's going to slide into that comm booth and take a snooze, a two-hour nap. What do yeah. you do, what do, you oh, do yeah. then? How do you get someone out of the comm booth if they're in there taking a snooze? <laughs> the, the person writing this article called it a scream booth. <laughs> you could go in and, maybe it's for that, too, just to, like, go and just, you know, you're frustrated, you're pissed off. Like it's Now, that's frosted. useful. That is useful to go in there and just scream at the top of your lungs. It's got frosted calm branded windows. And it says there are probably worse ways to spend that money. I don't know. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Uh, if you're working at a job where you need to go into a scream booth, <laughs> maybe it's time to rethink your career. I mean, good Lord. So, uh, it says it's a pretty smart part. Okay, so this is Calm Booth by Room, which I guess is the name of the company. And they're talking about a partnership. I don't know what the... Oh, is the, is the app the partnership? Is yeah, that so it is? it's the Calm app, which I'm familiar okay. with, which is like, okay. med, like guided meditation. 
Ah, right. I see. Okay. So, and then they're appealing to people ecologically with the idea that they are made from recycled. Uh, well, what I bottles. if you actually, if you actually go on to their website, they have you know it's why meditating at work. You know why would you meditate at work? Um, and some of the statistics that they're throwing out, which I'm assuming this com booth would help, is 20% of employees have left a position due to stress at work. Over a million employees have called in sick due to work-related stress. And $300 billion is what workplace stress costs U.S. companies annually. So I guess if you buy this booth for just over $4K, you know, you're, you're going to make your employees less stressful. Uh, sickness is going to essentially disappear. I believe the calm booth will fight off most major infections, including the flu, the common cold, and your stress will just plummet. Wait, are you saying this or is that on the website? No, no, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, (laughs) actually we should make a, this is, oh God, this is a brilliant business idea. See, look, this is, this is how we're coming. We should make a, the working experience themed panic room. <laughs> so we're going to sell it for $10,000. And if you're having a shitty day at work, you can lock yourself in there. It'll be impenetrable to your bosses, other employees. And you, you know, you can just, just have some me time in there. And wait till, you know, everything subsides. Like if you have a bad meeting or your boss wants to fire you, you go into the panic room and lock yourself in there. And then you can come out when it's safe. So I'm going to say Warren, who's Warren Buffett, uh, and um, Jeff. I call him Jeff, Jeff Bezos. They're listening right now. So guys, we're looking for some startup capital. Uh, you can send the check either to me or to John. I think I think I'm just gonna throw a number out there of fifty million, maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I think within the panic room, we'll have um, we'll have some snacks in there. Maybe maybe a, some water. We'll have a mirror a in there so you could either scream at yourself or recite affirmations. You uh, we need a bathroom in there too. You know, oh, you, oh you need, for for a, a for a long stay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, all right. So we um, got we got to have a bathroom in there. So we're gonna have to have some running water. What else should we have in there? You know what this just brought to mind? You know the movie uh, American Beauty. Yes. Remember, I think it's Annette Benning was Kevin Spacey's wife in that. Yeah, yeah. And she's she's a real estate person and she's like, I will sell this house today. I will sell this house. And then she doesn't end up selling the house. And then she's looking at herself in the mirror and she starts slapping herself <laughs> in the face. She's like, stop it. You're a loser. You're a loser. And she's slapping herself. And probably because that's what her mother yelled at her or something like that. Or it's like, stop thinking like a failure or something like that. That's what people should be doing at work. Not this meditative crap, okay? They should be in front of a mirror slapping themselves. Right, in and the they face. need but they need a little little bit of privacy. Like there's not okay. going to be panic frosted room. glass on our panic room. Yeah. It's going to be right. steel 
nothing can break through it. So Warren, Jeff, uh, I think you can you can just make those checks out to me personally. Just <laughs> yeah, don't don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> just send them to me personally and we'll 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 now you know what this is gonna turn into is four pieces of plywood <laughs> kind of half ass nailed together here and you then go gonna, <laughs> and then it's gonna you're gonna get in and then it's gonna collapse it's gonna right, like right. fold on to itself the whole thing descends into fraud and lawsuits <laughs> and then and then we're on to the next venture just like they all do yes, we're just on to it's the next like thing. that um what yeah. was that festival in the bahamas that was the scam was it the fry festival fire or something like that yeah that's that's how maddie and i tackled business problems so you (laughs) huge like glossy website the the steel the panic room looks awesome we we build it it looks great and then when we actually come in and install it it's like it's a cardboard box (laughs) it's a cardboard box the guy who's installing it is like he's like an intern comes in there with a stapler and cardboard box and and you just spent 10 grand (laughs) and and the website is filled with legal disclaimers (laughs) filled with legal and we're we're incorporated in the cayman islands so if you want to sue us good luck let me tell you something i as as one of my the cornerstone of my business practices is a current passport. Okay? <laughs> so I can hop a plane pretty... I, I'm, I'm not too far from Logan Airport. I can just slide on out just till the storm passes. Yeah, and I it's, show a, st- up a, it's year a storm. Later. It'll pass. Yeah, I, I show up in Aspen a year later, hawking some new <laughs> thing, hobnobbing, you know. There was uh, there was a guy years ago. He was hawking. My my dad kind of knew of him, or one of his clients had encountered him out in Aspen. The guy would rent a condo, get all these rich people there. He basically built all of them for about two million dollars because they thought he was this great rich guy. They thought he was you know oh yeah this and that and blah blah blah. That's me, man. That's what I aspire to. Exactly. You know? all, all promises, zero delivery. So. Um, if you're looking for investments, this kind of segues us into the next uh, thing here. Um, there's some unicorns popping up. Now, for those of you who don't know, I didn't know. I mean, I do believe unicorns do exist, but I thought they meant that the... Oh, wait a second. Who doesn't head, believe in unicorns? I don't know. That's that's what I... When someone told me to invest in unicorns, I thought they meant like a unicorn farm. Yeah. Breed uh, I'm, I'm, where, where do I, who do I make the check out to? Yeah. Well, apparently that's not what they are. They're, they're <laughs> startup companies. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I thought unicorn farm sounds good. And I was asking all these questions like, okay, so who do we sell the unicorns to? And they were like, no, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a new app. I'm like, I, it was totally lost in translation. I didn't know, but I, I'm learning. I'm learning. So You're learning. Yeah. Um, some unicorns coming up. Now, there's a, a TV show. I guess you can invest in these things. It, it's from the producers of Billions, which I never watched, but I heard. It was, it was, good a, good, it was a good show. Well-written, well-acted, well-produced. Uh, uh, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, that? yep. Yeah, I should watch that. So they're on board. This is about um, Travis Kalanick, who is the, was the, they call him the notorious 
CEO of Uber. Um, well, it's described as... Uh, all right, let me back up a little bit here. Uh, Mike Isaac wrote something or had a TV show called Super Pumped, which I've never heard of. Or was it a movie? I don't know. It says it's set to become a TV show. Travis Kalanick's notorious journey to CEO of Uber and subsequent ouster was made for television. So Showtime's Brian Koppelman and David Levian, the creators and showrunners of Billions, would develop the project and Isaac himself on with Isaac himself on board to executive produce. So I guess that's a show about the Uber guy. Um, now there's another company called All Rays which is a non-profit organization that seeks to amplify the voices of and support women in tech. They are expanding new chapters into Los Angeles and Boston. They have expansion plans, new hires, product launches, and more. Women are hungry for the support and guidance we provide. I think the movement is just gathering momentum. All raised CEO Pam Koska said so i guess that's a company you can invest in that's what unicorns are right they're looking for venture capitalists that kind of thing uh yes but i think a unicorn is a company that's valued over a billion dollars isn't that correct i see i thought unicorns were very small things that people were looking to invest in like they were looking for capital to expand and you know they're not like a facebook Maybe we should actually look this up so we know. No, no. A, a unicorn is a privately held startup company valued at over one billion. It's termed by I mean, capitalist Alan Lee, Aline Lee. Doesn't one billion kind of contradict the idea of being a startup? I mean, that's like. Well, that, that's company. why it's it's so rare. Like the mythical creature that that you and I thought were real. Yes. <laughs> so. It, it's very rare that a startup would be value, valued over uh, $1 billion, so hence the term. Wow. Um, there's a company called Canva. It's an Australian tech company which has developed a simplified graphic design tool and is worth $3.2 billion as of this week. Investors in the company include Bond, General Catalyst, uh, Bessemer Venture Partners, Blackbird, and Sequoia China, alongside a fresh eighty-five million fund, eighty-five million dollar funding. Canva is also making its foray into enterprise with the launch of Canva for Enterprise. I don't know what that means. Um, so anyway, there's uh, some companies for you to keep an eye on. Uh, we should also get into at some point the whole deal with the NBA, China, and Google. Oh no, Apple are yes. all uh, embroiled in this big stew of an international mess that has made allies of AOC and Ted Cruz, who are generally on different ends of the spectrum. Uh, that that has be like LeBron James is involved. It's it's just this whole weird. Well, are you are you NBA, are you familiar with it? Well, I know members of the NBA tweeted support for Hong Kong. Now, I did not. I don't understand the whole Hong Kong being a separate entity for the the rest of Japan. Like, I didn't really realize that. Well, Hong so anyway, Hong Kong 
was originally a, um, was it a British colony or was it a British territory? I, I don't remember. And I, then I back know. in like 96 or 97, China uh, regained control of Hong Kong and China promised that Hong Kong would remain a kind of, yeah, everything would be business as usual, right? So all of, so Hong Kong's legal system, their court system, uh, the, the financials, you know, it was all governed by the, you know, the, the British system, which is very similar to the U.S. system. Uh, so China promised that that would happen. Um, and now uh, they're kind of reneging on that promise. Um, so China, I'm sorry, so Hong Kong now is revolting, almost, almost like the U.S. did, you know, under British rule. Um, and China is sending in troops to squash that, uh, that uprising. And the Hong Kong um, residents and citizens are actually waving American flags like, you know, this is, you know, we are being, um, you know, human rights violations, blah, 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 censorship, um, you know, uh, they're trying yeah. to uh, limit the, the press, um, you know, all, all the stuff um, that is uh, that's that's quote unquote wrong with China. So the I believe it was the Houston Rockets owner tweeted support for Hong Kong, and that was not well received by China. And they then pulled. Uh, there were two um, like all the stores and all the merchants and Alibaba and JD and all that stuff pulled all. Houston Rockets merchandising and then threatened they either threatened or they pulled all NBA games that were being telecast in China they just pulled the plug and the NBA is in the position now where do they side and then China wanted the Houston Rockets owner to be fired like and the NBA, right. the NBA was like, no, that's not going to happen. But now the NBA is in a unique position. Is like, okay, do we stand? You know, do we allow a country to dictate how we operate? And the NBA has, has been pretty good about, you know, varying opinions and you know political issues. They're a pretty open organization, but you know, it's now now is the question is is like they can make a ton of money and they are making a ton of money. I think the NBA subsidiary in China is worth like $4 billion. So they want to keep this a strong relationship with China. And then LeBron James, uh, who also has business interests in China tweeted out that he felt like the Houston Rockets owner put NBA players in jeopardy or in harm by tweeting that out. So it's a, you know, it's a it's a human rights issue. Yeah, not to be. I mean, the NBA, and I'm gleaning a lot of this from uh, guys on the sports network I listen to sometimes on the way home. But um, I'm saying the the NBA has traditionally been more liberal, I guess you would say, than the NFL. NFL, you know, 
sought to crack down on the protests, Colin Kaepernick and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, um, you know, the NBA has been, you know, I guess in certain ways, the commissioner who they give big kudos to encourages his players to speak out and things like that. And he's right, exactly. spoken on Hong Kong and all, but yeah, it's, it's, um, they were really lambasting LeBron James being like, you just want to make money. This is all just about your money. Yeah, you that that's, shits I mean, that's the public perception and that's, and that's what it right. is in reality is like, do you stand up for freedom of speech and, um, you know, uh, do you stand up for, um, you know, you, basically it, it's money versus siding with China, you know, it, and it's a, and there's a lot of money. This has always that, been, this has always been, you know, we, we invest billions of dollars I mean, people who go to the store and buy a shirt from Sri Lanka that's made in Sri Lanka, you're contributing to sweatshops. Right, right. You know, um, but you there, there shoes. are, you know, yeah. uh, like I, I also think they went after China went after South Park because I think South Park, yes, yeah. um, insulted the president of China, and. Then South now South you can't get South Park in China. They've basically cut cut them off. And then I didn't even know that show was still on the air. Yeah, no, it's still it's still on. And then I think it's Trey Parker tweeted like this hilarious tweet, basically crapping on China, saying that the president looks like Winnie the Pooh. And I mean, it was just he it's it, it was like a fake apology and just crapped all over like they they could care less. And that like you would like the NBA wouldn't have responded like that. But you would think that the NBA would, you know, uphold their their brand and their reputation. But it's you know, there's there's greed involved here. There's there's billions of dollars at stake because everybody wants to gain access to that Chinese market. And you have big corporations like Google and, and Apple that kind of have to like look the other way with human rights abuses and censorship. And, you know, I think like in China, it's, it's not an open internet. Like I think if you Google like the Tenement Square is that Tenement Square Massacre? Tenement Square, yeah, yeah. Um, like nothing comes up. Well, yeah, I mean, and again, this has always been the push and pull. It's like you know, American companies do business, ship their entire businesses. There are really only American companies in name to countries specifically because they have no rights, because they have no unions, they have no protection. There's no health and safety codes. There's no environmental codes. And they take advantage of that. And then it's like, you know, they sell the products back to the American people. Yeah, that's that's like and, Apple. So Apple does that, manufactures there, but also wants access to all the Chinese consumers. Right. So I guess during the protests, I don't know if it was Apple or Google, uh, China was shutting down these apps that the protesters were using to gather. And, you know, it was like, all right. They're just going to look the other way because they have so much money invested over there that it's like. I mean, well, that's I what that's what happened to Apple. Apple pulled an app off the App Store because I think it was like a 
an app that was helping coordinate the Hong Kong protesters. Yeah. And then app and you know Apple said, well, you know, this violates our terms of service, but then everyone kind of like raises an eyebrow like, well, it's what's it's that? Money. It's, yeah, it's, it's money. money. It's it was it's pressure money. from China and then, you know, Apple pulled it. Yeah. Well, and you look at somebody like LeBron James, like, okay, you have business interests in China. How much money do you have? Like, good Lord. How much, like, so what? I mean, how much? It's just, the, as you said, the greed. Like, somebody like LeBron James has tens of millions of dollars. And it's like, seriously? Like, you, you really need more money? Yeah, but with like, not with saying... like LeBron James, is like, he was, it, it was, it, it's not black and white. He was, his concern was for the safety of the players. Well, do you know, he should, he should have came saying, out like and the said, people on the radio were saying that wasn't true, that that was BS. Yeah, but so, we, he should have, he should have came out and said, look, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm in favor of freedom of speech. I believe in, you know, human freedom, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with how China's handling this. But I'm concerned about the the safeters, you know the yeah, yeah, yeah. the player safety in China. Well, again, they were saying up here he's more concerned about the safety of his investments. He's yes, not really that yes. concerned about the safety of because the you players. don't you don't want to you don't want to piss off China. You piss off China, then they they literally will just lock you out of the market. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I mean, that's what the whole trade war has been all about. And and that's why at the working experience, if China, the country of China wants to invest in the working experience. We're all, we'll, I'll put the Chinese flag. Up we'll, yes. Website. We'll no rename the podcast. Absolutely. We'll, whatever you guys want, just send the check to us and we'll do it. Kim, Kim Jong-un, uh, you're probably listening. Absolutely. Yeah. North Korea. The North, North Korea, Korea working <laughs> experience? We're, we're, we're down for that. We want to work with you. We want to work with we you. We should actually Absolutely. do a fake ad at the top of the podcast. <laughs> North Korean travel. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, folks. Well, we will delve into these issues more in depth on future podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. Be on the lookout for the working experience panic room. Uh, <laughs> that's not be, legally Be on the binding. lookout. Be on the lookout for it. Uh, it's a very solid investment. And talk about a unicorn. Uh, we're also looking at the Working Experience Unicorn Farm. I'm still interested in this unicorn, maybe at circuses and things like that. I don't know. I know. I, still, I actually like that idea. That. You could rent yeah. unicorns from us. And unicorns again, it will be a horse yeah. with a... Right. With a a, um, a unicorn, what is that horn? A horn taped to it. Yeah, yeah. glued yeah. to the top. <laughs> That's what shows up for the kid's birthday party, <laughs> with the thing hanging, kind of hanging. Yeah, it, off. it keeps on falling off. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, hey, you got to write us a check. We have a contract here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, like us, subscribe us, tune in for the website and all that good stuff. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. 
And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.